1: Sport Social
0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It is a Premier League week. We have nothing really to review because it was an international break, so we're going to take a look ahead at what's to come this upcoming weekend. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined tonight by a actual green screen, Luke, because he's working off of his phone and not his computer tonight. So the illusion is shattered, Luke. You're just, in fact, sitting in front of a green screen. How are you tonight?
2: Hey, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good considering the issues I've been having with my internet. So apart from that, we're feeling good.
0: There we go. Yeah, you're on it. So uh, first thing tonight, just going to get this out of the way. Ashley, I'll add it in the comments. Happy birthday to Avo. He is an avid member of the chat. He's here pretty much for every single show. It is his, I think, 111th birthday or something <laughs> along those lines. He's He's quite, quite old, the Avo is, but Uh, From everybody at the LSD Day Trippers and everybody in the chat, I hope you're having a happy birthday, Avo. So finally, mercifully, the international break is over. We came through mostly unscathed, it seems like, Luke. It seems like Darwin maybe has picked up a bit of an injury on Uruguay duty, though.
2: I I think it's just a precaution. I think I saw something from Bielsa saying that. It's a slight precaution, slight muscular precaution. So he took him off half-time um in in the last game, which is sort of rare from international managers to actually care about about the player when he goes back to the club. Some international managers are like, yeah, he's all right. He'll get through 45. I don't I I don't really care what condition he comes back to for, for his club side. So I don't think we'll see him starting this weekend. I think he'll be on the bench at best. Maybe he may miss out altogether. It just depends on how severe it is.
0: Yes, and we are joined tonight by Dan who is uh fashionably late shall we say uh a good Arsenal fan yeah, sorry boys to... ah that's all right it's uh the chat is a stickler for us starting on time so I thought ah eh, who knows when he'll be here we'll just get started we were about to start slagging Arsenal but you showed up so
1: <laughs> good timing then good time great time <laughs> yes.
0: so how are you tonight Dan
1: yeah good uh yeah Thursdays are a tough one for me, but yeah, busy day at work, looking forward to the weekend um I would like to say I'm looking forward to football being back, but we have our bogey bogey fixture upon us, which I'm sure we'll get into uh but I'm glad international football break is over. I'm really glad to see the back of that, but yeah, other than that, well, good to always be on this show um and yeah, looking forward to dive into. I'm looking forward to talking about other teams first <laughs> um, and then yeah we'll get on to Everton away which is a fixture I've never liked to be honest but yeah
0: yeah well nobody nobody really likes going to Goodison I don't even know if the Blues like going to Goodison these days because it's uh, a lot of moaning so uh, we were just having a little chat about how uh, the Liverpool players fared in the international break it looks like Darwin Nunes might have picked up a little bit of a muscular thing How did the Arsenal players do uh, away on international duty? Any casualties?
1: Uh, No, from what I know, all good. Um, Jesus looked good. He he seems to be up and running. It'd be interesting to see if he gets a start at the weekend. Um, For me, I was glad that Saka came back with no injuries. I was a bit disappointed to see him even get any minutes, really. I don't think it was really necessary with the other players that were called up. But, yeah, all good. I think we're looking to be coming back with a full strength team as to what we know. So um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough one. It it's been a bit interesting for Arsenal because two seasons or three seasons ago there was not barely any international players in the team. Now majority of the squad is so you know it's it's an exciting time for us, but it's also scary because all it takes is one of our special players to get a knock and we're when we're about to square one, you know, we haven't got that depth anymore, but luckily we, we've survived the break and hopefully, you know, I, I didn't enjoy having a break this, this time of the season. I feel like we mm. haven't had enough Premier League football. Um, It was a bit too soon. You got yeah, spoiled last season. Yeah. It spoiled the World and, Cup. and it started getting really exciting. You know, we've, we've got, um we've got some tough games coming up in the space of a month. We've got Tottenham at home and then we've got City at home. So, it, it came, yeah, like Tottenham are looking good, as much as I hate to say it, but it came at a wrong time for us. Um, but also maybe, like, we, we had a hard game against Fulham at home. Um, a tough result that was. Like, no one want, expected to get a draw there. So we could have dealt with just responding quickly, whereas now we've had a break then we've got Everton away. I, I hate international breaks this time of year. I just feel like it should be forbidden. I think, I'm, I'm hoping I'm preaching for the choir and a lot of people agree, but... Yeah, the Premier League has not. It's only just lifted off. We 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 don't need a break just yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I'm fully in agreement. I mean, being Canadian, I really couldn't care less about our national team. We're going to the World <laughs> Cup next time around, regardless. Who, who's your should.
1: who's your best, pl- best player? I'd love. Uh,
0: Alfonso uh, Davies, baby. Yeah,
1: him I thought it shoulders. would be him. Yeah, yeah Oh, he's got
0: be... he's, a, he's a superstar. He's basically just given free reign to do whatever he wants. I uh, in in the qualifying for the last world cup, the games that we had to win watching him play like against Mexico and the United States and stuff like that. It was figure out a formation for the other nine players and let Alfonso do what he needs to do. And he fired the goals and made the performances to get us there. So it's all good. We're going to two world cups in a row. So that's, that's all that matters, but completely agree. I mean, uh, Arsenal in the same boat as Liverpool, three wins and a draw to get the season started. You know we're just finding some form. Our our formations are clicking. Our new players are settling in nicely, and all of a sudden, lets everybody stop for two weeks. And you know, with the exception of the Darwin uh, little knock that he picked up, we seem to have come through pretty much unscathed. Of course, Trent didn't go away, uh, having picked up a little bit of a hamstring issue in the uh, Aston Villa game just before the international break. Ibu Kanate missed that game. Also, didn't go away with France, but. Yeah, it's nice not having, you know, a Naby Keita in the squad who would be injured and then go away on international duty with Guinea and come back somehow even more injured. So happy days that that's now a Wolfsburg problem and not a Liverpool problem. So before we get into talking about the two main events uh, of the weekend for all of us involved, which is, of course, Liverpool and Arsenal, taking a look at some of the other games that are going off this weekend. And there's there's some juicy ones. And I mean... I think there's only one place to start, and Luke, I'll come to you first on this, and uh, Paul Gilligan's wanting to know about Jaden Sancho and the 10-bag drama club, because Manchester United, who is one of those teams that probably were happy to see the international break coming around, they host Brighton, and things are not so great <laughs> at
2: Old Trafford, are they? No, Manchester United, the, the gift that keeps on giving. You're thinking, oh, we're going to have a really boring international break, not a lot to talk about. Manchester United just went, hold on, hold my beer. Hold two beers. Because we've not got, got one controversy. We've got two for two weeks. And now, sandra has been told, because he doesn't want to say sorry to Ten Hag, he's, he's been told that he can train away from the squad. So that's more drama, more pressure heaped on the manager. And considering that they've got Brighton at home Brighton who beat them I believe it was the first home game last season that Brighton um that Brighton beat Manchester United so all the pressure is on United could you imagine if they lost or not picked up a result or not even play well against Brighton the pressure is going to be so much on United like I I have a I have a sixth sense that he could get sacked this season Ten Hag could get sacked if it gets too much, but on the opposite way around, if he somehow pulls out a win, then it could galvanise the players that still are pulling in his direction to sort of pull them out of the mess. So it's on a knife edge. This game's on a knife edge. If they win, it could propel their season onwards. But if they lose, it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a good season for us to watch United crack and burn.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dan, you guys may have broken them a little bit. I mean, I don't know if Brighton will get quite as lucky as Arsenal got by facing a a centre-half pairing of Harry the Fridge, Maguire, and uh, Johnny Evans. But, I mean, United have some injury concerns right now. Like, Luke Shaw out, Malassia out, Varane out, Lisandro Martinez is a doubt, Amrabat is a doubt, Mount is a doubt, and then, of course, Anthony and Jaden Sancho are both uh, suspended by the club for internal reasons. It's looking like who does that leave Lindelof and Maguire to play center half for them? Like Johnny Evans.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Evans. I mean, the fact that Johnny Evans is back in the squad just speaks volumes. You know, it happened during pre-season; they brought him back on a temporary contract, and even that was just a joke. You know, I'm sure I'm sure United fans themselves were just looking and thinking, "What is going on here?" Uh, but the fact they had to then again bring him in for the for the Premier League on a temporary contract is just mind blowing. And and to deal with all this on the outside as well. They've had real unfortunate circumstances. If I'm going to take my rivalry hat off, um, then I need to look at it and think it's not been good. You know, they've had the problems with their number 11. Um, and it, it's not just been a problem for Man United. It's been a problem for England as well. Because I was speaking, we've been speaking about international you take Kane out of the equation, there's not really a striker coming through the ranks at the moment. um, And they've not really got one in their team anymore either. Um, Rashford, it's all about him. And luckily last season, he was phenomenal again. You know, he was sort of born again. They need that. Otherwise you look outside of the team. If you look, if you look away from Rashford, there's no one there really ticking all the boxes. And, and, And obviously we've spoken of the drama that they've had in the last few weeks. They've had the drama with Sancho, the drama with Anthony, obviously. But they're giving Sancho a lot of slack for not performing. I don't really see who else in that team is performing to the standard. He's not the only one, you know. Martial has not delivered for a number of seasons. Anthony himself has not delivered. Why is Sancho getting all the stick? I don't understand it. Obviously, in, in training, Ten Hag's sat he sat there in an interview and said, you know Sancho's not delivering to expectations okay fine but what are the other players showing you because they are all being given a chance i'm not seeing anything different from them um but yeah they they've got a lot to worry about um i would be i would be my, like my family are all man united fans so i'm i'm sitting here trying not to giggle um but i i think they've got too much to i think he'll be gone i agree with luke i think this game is definitely make or break i think if they lose this one it could really you know stir the pot and Get this, get the pot really boiling if you ask me because fans thought, are already, yeah. The fans are already on his back, already uh,
2: saying there's... that, yeah, not convinced, wanting to go. So, mm. already, like, this is like we're like five
1: games in, four games, yeah, in. they've got a lot more to come. This is the problem, and you know, they can't sign anyone now. They're brought and I feel sorry for him, if anyone, at the moment because he's oh. brought in with. He's brought in with huge weight on the shoulders. We've seen how it goes. You know, I'm an Arsenal fan. We've seen what happened with Pepe. 75 million spent. You get huge, huge pressure. Um, and He wasn't even season. played. Hoyen is going to get straight in that team because there's no one else to play there. So he'll be playing every week and the pressure will be right on him. The cameras will be on him. You know, the commentators will be there. People are already putting him in conversations with Haaland and stuff like that. It's like, he's not there yet. They've spent stupid money because they're desperate. And he, he's, I think he might regret the move personally, because at least where he was in Italy, there was no pressure, you know, he was scoring goals. Now he's young. I think it might be, I I think they've got, they need some, I think they need some mentality, some leadership. I don't think Fernandez is the right captain at the moment. I really don't. Um, I think that's another desperate, desperate call. I think it's just a case that there's no one else there. Yeah, fine, Maguire's not working out, but to just throw him into the into the middle of the park and just give him the armband, it's it really Do You know what feeling me. I get
2: from Ten Hag. you know you know what feeling I get from him? I get Ollie vibes.
1: Mm. Don't
2: fear him whatsoever. Like, out, yeah. yeah, like I'm I like I'm like, okay, you can stay. Because yeah. hey, you can I feel
1: like he's just trying to please the players too much as well. Like sometimes you need to I feel like he's dancing and skipping around things where you need to just lead and take ownership and actually make a decision. He did do that last season
2: with with Ronaldo. He did the interview and I was like, "Okay, uh, see you later. You're off. You're out. You sort of gone against me. Um, And with the Sancho thing, he gave him a lot of slack last season. Gave him three months off to sort of sort himself out men, uh, mentally and, and, and stuff like that. So, so, and, and protected him a lot last season. People were asking, Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? he? Shielded him a lot. Like, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. He could have been rollicking him in training, saying, Turn up early. Like, uh, the, uh, the attitude's not good enough. You need to train harder, train harder, train harder, train harder. And for uh, for me, like we can just call out a player. You get one shot to call out a player or players, because once that doesn't work, and sort of players go, well, what's he gonna do? He's just gonna yeah. call me out. And... I, I think
1: the timing of it is mad as well. Like for me, you've got a seventy-five million player there. Well, you've spent seventy-five million. Maybe not you, but the the, the board and the club have spent seventy-five million or whatever they did on Sancho. If you're gonna do this. Do it at the right time where you can make me, you know. Because what, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna right do now time. with him? He's not gonna go Dubai, is he? He's not gonna go Saudi Arabia or anything like that. They're stuck with him now. And it's kind of like, what was the whole point of that interview? I I don't get I don't on un- if anything, it's actually decreased the value in his in what they yeah. can make because people are gonna look at him and think his head's not all there. His own manager has just publicly announced that he's not good enough. For a Man United team, where realistically it's not that hard to get enough.
2: I just believe that he's just said, yeah, he's not trading to the level, and he might have, Mm. he might have warned him, like, like uh, there's only so long that I can shield you from, uh, from uh, the media. Like, eventually, I'm going to tell them that you're not training up to the level. And Ten Hag could be thinking, okay, he's just lost a a tight game against Arsenal. Mm. He must be feeling, "Hmm, if only maybe sancho could have changed the game for me but his levels aren't there in training and i can't pick him
1: yeah and i could yes, I,
2: he, he did, sorry, did get go, asked go the on question on. he did get asked the question yes he could have done the typical the manager thing's got a knock tactical not feeling well but when you see the sancho statement he said um i think i to paraphrase a bit of it he said other factors he like let's say ten hag did say oh he's ill what happens if Sancho put, oh, I'm not ill? He's mm. lying. I'm not ill. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he is lying. But the fact is he's come out and said that it's training issues, uh, that he's not trained to the level. For me, that's him finitoed. Like, that's yeah. him done. Like yeah, there's, no, there's no coming back. It's a shame because he's such a talented player. But it's all about here. Maybe he just...
1: I hope, I I hope Ten Hag knows what he's doing because at the moment... Like, Gone Outro, for God's sake, is playing every week. And he's got Sancho and Anthony just, at the moment, not knowing what to do with. That's 200 million, nearly, worth of wingers. Absolutely just waste. It's it's madness.
0: It's so, it's it. so funny. I mean, uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, he says, I don't get why Sancho should shut up. His manager called him out and he replied. He wasn't rude about it. And the fact that Rashford likes Sancho's comment, all is not well. Ten Hag should be under a lot more pressure. I, and, and I completely enough...
1: agree. I completely agree that, with Kevin. That uh, Rashford he, thing's he,
2: fake, by the way. That oh yeah, fake. I, I agree so with the that's... Sancho
1: thing, though. People yeah. are calling out Sancho for responding. If your manager talks about you like that, why should you not retaliate? Like... If he doesn't, he's just going to look even more weak, and he needs to protect his career. The guy's like twenty-six years of age, or whatever. Maybe he's even 22. younger. He's 22 yeah, a lot younger, like he's, yeah, 22, he's a lot yeah. younger. Like he's twenty-two years. He's got potentially ten years of a career left. Why should he let his manager call him out publicly on Sky Sports and sit back and just watch his career go down the drain? He needs to make a statement. Otherwise, he could end up. I don't know it could be a jack wiltshire in the making, it could be anything you know he wants to he he wants to literally play football that's all he cares about whether it's for man united but if you do not respond to something like that, you are throwing yourself down a really bad road um fair play to him for responding to be honest and i'd be baffled if anyone didn't i i'd actually i'd be more shocked and disappointed if someone was to just let that said about you because all like they're saying you're not pitting it the working in training and apparently there was some sort of rumors that players were on the manager's side behave like loads of people haven't turned up for man united in the last few seasons not just him there's been so many players to do it why should he be you know pointed out just because he's not scored a few goals i could name you 10 players that i've seen at man united that haven't lived up to expectation um but yeah
0: yeah, it's, I mean, Midnight Toker, he says, it seems Sancho has some mental demons. So making a public example out of him is a shit house trick. And I kind of agree with that. Like, if you look back at what happened last year of getting that time off to, you know, go and get himself sorted out, th- there's clearly something going on behind the scenes that, yeah. you know, hopefully it's, it's handled with in a way that's the best for Jaden Sancho as the person. It does not seem like that's happening in the correct way. And I think Sam Tandy nailed it here. He says, I think Ten Hag is pushing Sancho out as a good excuse for him to say, oh, we're short an attack, and that's why we're struggling this season. So, I mean, yep, definitely see may that. it continue. Yeah, I mean, let, let's all put our partisan, you know, supporters hats on again. Every
1: every team fantastic. needs a scapegoat, doesn't they? That's the problem. Like, it, You need a scapegoat. Hey, don't worry.
2: hey man, you got several scapegoats. They've got <laughs> Maguire as a scapegoat they've got Evans as a scapegoat ready locked and loaded mm. yeah and now,
0: yeah well and now they brought a couple new ones in Sergio Reggion. he's going to be in for a <laughs> trial by fire And whenever Hammerback gets uh fitting into the team he's going to be uh it, it's going to be a real harsh lesson I think moving from Fiorentina to that Manchester United Crucible but moving on I mean a couple of the other notable games West Ham United hosting Manchester City I mean West Ham have been so much better than I thought they were going to be last show. I did. I, I had to own up and admit that I thought West Ham were going to get relegated this year. I thought they were really going to struggle having lost Declan Rice. They've been fantastic so far. And this is a big test, I think for, for man city. I mean, Dan, do you, do you think there's any hope of uh, West Ham getting points off of city this game?
1: I can't wait for this game. If I'm being honest, Um, obviously Since Declan Rice came over to us, there's been a lot of, I don't know, banter between West Ham and and Arsenal fans. A lot of West Ham fans saying they're better off without Rice. And yeah, I'm inclined to agree with them. They've spent the money well. They're looking good. Uh, Ward Prowse, if you put Madison aside, probably the signing of the season. He's looked absolutely brilliant for them. Uh, I I think it's probably one of the best signings I've seen in a long time. Um, Ward Prowse was one of them players that I always saw at a club. I never thought he was top six, but I just always saw him moving on from Southampton. I didn't see him as, you know, one of the players that stays forever. It seems like the perfect fit. And considering they've lost Rice and they've come out, you know, not looking... And Rice is a quality player. He's looked good for us. But the British. fact that they don't, they don't look like they've really missed him whatsoever, not even in one game, is mind-blowing. Um, I've got to put my hats off to them because they're not really one of our rivals as much as people like to sit there and laugh and, and you know, have a joke with all these accounts. We are nowhere near them. And luckily, you know, we won't have to worry. About, I don't think they'll be up there this season at all, but I think this will be a brilliant game. I'm a bit gutted it's not on TV, if I'm being completely honest, because it will be one of the watches um, of the weekend. I think if you look, if you're watching Match of the Day on a Saturday night, wouldn't surprise me if this is the game of the of the of the weekend. There's going to be goals in it for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the midfield adapt. I think this would be the first test for the likes of Ward Prowse, Alvarez. Um, I Paqueta. think. Yeah, I think I, I don't think Baguette is mm-hmm. going to get a lot of uh, ball. I think City are just too. They can switch that midfield up completely. And even Calvin Phillips just had a good game for England, to be honest, who I don't really rate, but he actually just had a good game for England. Well, best of a bad bunch, we say, other than obviously Foden and Bellingham. Um, I think it will, I would honestly take, I'd be shocked if West Ham don't get a point, at least out of this. I would go for a 2-2, wow. if I was going to call it. I think oh, West Ham this- are going to, I think, I just think at the moment, the fans are behind them, um, and they're really pushing for, for points. And, City are getting a little bit, little bit. I'm not going to say they their core or Haaland's been, you know, identified and found out. I think West Ham will know what to do. I think they'll shut the right players off. I think Moy- Moyes is kind of good in tactics in terms of setting out a, an idea in his head. And all they realistically need to do at the moment, I believe, Anyway, it's just closed down the middle of the park because Haaland started to look good again. You know, he got the hat-trick the other week. I think if they can close him down, they'll 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 get a goal. Um, I, I worry about City's depth now. They got rid of Mahrez, uh, who I think is one of the most underrated play- players in the Premier League. I think he's phenomenal. And mm. that's not just going off Leicester. That's going off what he did at City. He was so unmatched there. He was scoring goals for fun whenever he was on the field. Um, Grealish had a great season last season. This season, I, I don't know. I think the weight might be too much pressure on him. I think they're gonna. People are gonna expect the same again. I don't think he'll get that. And the midfield, yeah, Rodri as well. That'll be a huge test going up against the likes of Rodri and Bernardo Silva. Is different kettle of fish for for what West Ham have been up against at the moment. But yeah, two two. It'll be a good game. Um, I, hopefully, it'll be. One of the only few games this season which we don't have to watch on Match of the Day, and we actually see on Sky Sports, should have been the Sunday afternoon game, other than ours. <laughs> yeah, you know, it should
2: have been the late night kickoff. Yeah, or well, the, the 8 8 am, yeah, Arsenal Brentford. Yeah, yeah I I, so.
0: you you poor you poor buggers over there, not just having access to every single game live. I mean, I. I'll be doing the post-match show when the three o'clocks kick off. But as soon as we get wrapped up on full-time Reds after uh, we play Wolves on Saturday, I'll be going down and putting the multiplex on. And there's five games on at the three o'clock, so I'll have to choose one that I won't be able to watch. So it's just so strange that in the the home, yes. All you need is a good VPN and sign up for Fubo TV, which carries all the Premier League games, and you can watch everything live as it goes on. But Luke, how do you feel? Like, Dan, you mentioned like you know trying to focus on closing Holland down, and it's been such a change this season that Guardiola has been playing both Alvarez and Holland at Mm. the same time. I got them both in my fantasy team, so it's been great for me. And I mean, Jonathan, with the question, do we captain Holland? That's that's the question coming into this weekend. Yes, you
2: do. Curse him, you do. (laughs) I don't think
0: you do. I I went one week. I think it was the second or the third week. He ended up not scoring. I took a chance. I didn't captain him. can't remember who I went with. I think I went with uh, Imbumo. Yeah, Brian Imbumo. And he got me huge points. I'm sitting on top of my little friends league. But, like, you can shut Holland down. But they've got so many other threats around the pitch. But somebody uh, pointed out here. uh, It went because the chat's really flying by. Of, like, Jared Bowen. Like, off the – he finished last season with – You know, the way that you grow up dreaming of finishing off a season, you know, scoring the winning goal in a European Cup final, not the European Cup that anybody wants to win. You know, it's the third tier one, but at the same time, it's a pretty fair for him. Exactly. And I mean, especially for a club like West Ham that doesn't get a lot of opportunities for European trophies. That's great for them. And he's rolled that over into this season. Like, you think it's going to be a high scoring,
2: high scoring game? I don't actually. I think City have got the best defense in the league so I reckon it's going to be a low scoring game for, um, game game to be honest. It's a tricky one because I think City I think they've got quite a few doubts. Uh, I don't think there's apart from De Bruyne though, that's definitely out. I think several players have got got slight concerns so I don't know what City team's going to turn up in terms of personnel wise but Hey, I'm hoping for a draw because City's, that, that winning run needs to stop. Like It needs to stop because the last time City won their first four games in a row, it was when they got 100 points. So we need to stop that winning run like now before the train has bolted and we're no one's catching them. So I'm hoping for a West Ham win, but I just got the feeling that Haaland's just going to get one opportunity. And then he's going to score and then City will close out the game because City have been pretty good at getting the goal or two and go, OK, we'll just close the game out, which is something very unlike Pep and City. They like to go for more goals, more goals, more goals. Now it's like, OK, I will score one or two and then, you know, we'll just keep the ball. We'll just, I will just stretch the play, just keeping the ball. So it's going to be really, really interesting what they're going to do. But I'm praying, I'm praying for West down that to, uh, to leave with something with something. That's what I'm praying. I just yeah. need Ariola to have the game of his life and then we're all good.
0: They just like David Moyes just needs to just take Kurt Zuma to the side before they walk out the tunnel and go, you know, Erling Holland is actually 50% cat and then just push him out onto the pitch and just let him have at it. Cause Kurt Zuma is a piece of shit. And I will say that until the end of days, because anybody that, and I've thrown a cat across this room because it attacked me, but I did not pick the cat. Kurt Zuma is a piece of shit. Um, I mean, we mentioned the Newcastle Brentford game. I think that's a bit of a man. We're about halfway through the show. So let's get into the business. First one we're going to go to the final season of Goodison park. Hosting oh, Arsenal for the very final time, <laughs> Dan. I know you're looking forward to going there. I mean,
1: I, I just, I just though, wish I, this was something other than water. Talking about this to be <laughs> Um it's a Thursday I mean, night. You I, gotta I'm, feel I'm, good
0: about it, though, right? I mean, like you beat Forest, no. you beat you beat Palace. Yeah, I draw with Fulham. That's a bit of a weird one. The nice late win against Manchester United. Tails are up. Team is fit, with the exception of party. You're still. Still iffy.
1: Um yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. I, I i had a debate at work earlier with one of my friends that's uh that's a Guna as well. And um I made a point that basically I hate this fixture more than any other fixture in the season. Um and mainly it is due to previous results, obviously. Uh Spurs away, United away, I can handle that. Everton away, as soon as it comes, I just think right, bogey game, here we go. Weekend ruined. Um and it was you know, it was sort of um set for saturday afternoon i I thought all right i can deal with that ruin my saturday i've got sunday to look forward to oh no we'll change it to a sunday afternoon right just make the whole weekend bloody miserable uh no but (laughs) putting all that aside our record at everton is absolutely abysmal um i read a stat that the last time we actually won there rooney was playing and I thought, please count. What? he was the
2: manager last time you won the Good
1: Um And it was the second time round when he came. So I, I, this is what I thought. At first I thought, please tell me that was the second time when he came back. Uh, and yeah, luckily it was. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've got, I think we've got one draw out of like the last five games and that is our best result. Or one draw out of the last six. I can't remember off the top of my head. And 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 we've lost every other one. We we are abysmal at Goodison. It's an awful record. Uh, I think six years we haven't won there in. Um, oh my god! I could be. wrong. Yeah, I I, 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 lo- I looked literally just before this stream. Um, I could be wrong. It's six or five years. I know that for sure. I would know that just from remembering because I can't remember the top of my head. I can't remember the last time we did win there. Uh, it's it's bad. We just tend to switch off. No matter what form we're in, and at the moment, we're not really in good form anyway. Uh, we've had you know the result of Man United, we were lucky, we were very lucky. Mm. And I'm going to answer a comment which I've just seen in, in my question in the question of habits, he needs to be dropped for Sunday. Um, <laughs> he hey, was... you
2: got an assist on international duty. Are
1: you sure you will to be dropping him? <laughs> no, he's he <laughs> is. I'll be honest, I. I love Arteta and I think he is brilliant and I wouldn't I do not think he's going anywhere. However, what he's done this season is is not right and it's it just needs to stop. He's changed the team around a player. It should always be about what's the, in the best needs of the team, you know, in the best interests of the team and the way that we best play. He has changed the formation that worked last season. We nearly won the title last season with a 4-3-3 attacking. All we have done is brought Rice in, taking Jacker out. Why on earth would you feel the need to then mix it all up, start playing party at right back, bring Havertz in? I I just don't get what he was doing. Uh, I really do not understand what was the thought process around them decisions. And that messed it all up because he did that for a couple of games. Then he brought the right team in for United. And even that was a little bit shaky because people were not used to doing it. You know, Party went back into a midfield role. He wasn't used to doing that. And it was kind of like, all right, well, we're back to this. We need to sort of figure it out again. We now need to keep that shape. Um, Party's unfortunately unavailable now. Shock, horror. You know, we play him out of position for a couple of games and he gets bloody injured. Uh, you know, water is wet. But the, the, the problem is now... We we have a situation where he's going to need to. He's going to feel like he needs to use Havertz. I would use Jorginho personally on Sunday, or you know, Vieira. He's looked quality. If you're going to use a more attacking player, this is probably the best we've seen him in the last few games. When he's come on, he's looked quite fresh. He's looked confident. Havertz has had at least four poor games since I've seen him arrive. You cannot set president. You These only need...
0: played four games.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> But you cannot set a precedent for these new players that, right, I'll arrive and I'll get in the team sheet every week. Because if someone else was to have four bad games, I guarantee you now they're, not, they're probably getting dropped. You know, you play Sunday League, you have four bad games, you're off. You, 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 there's going to be someone on the bench thriving to come on. And we have that. We have the depth now. We have Smith-Rowe, we have Vieira, we have Jorginho. We have plenty of depth there waiting to come on. So why do we feed the need to start Abbott's in every single game? This is a big money sign that baffles was a big me. Big money because signing. Pepe, was a, bat- no, Pepe was a big money signing. Look how Pepe worked out. We've just cancelled his contract and so sent it wasn't him his to Turkey. Money We've just sent him off to Turkey for free. So we cannot sit there and repeat bad, like old mistakes. We need to mix it up, go with what we know, 4-3-3. Um, I still don't think we win, personally. I think Everton just know how to control really? themselves against us. <laughs> As oh, terrible man. as they are. Yeah. I, I have, can you, see have
0: you watched Everton this year, though? Everton. They, no,
1: literally, but they have been like this for the past God knows how many seasons and still managed to pull off a result against us. I don't know yeah. how. Do as um, to be fair, Pickford's
2: going to turn into some prime man one and just keep all out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it just seems like no matter how bad they are, they always, I hope we do win, I hope we end this madness of, five years or whatever it is without a win like we need to end that it's the most embarrassing stat i've ever known you know you can't win a goodison christ you might, as well go when... lo- you might as well go looting and lose it, it's almost that bad it's kind of like all right fine um you can't win at goodison like what can you do um,
0: especially when everton have been so bad over yeah. the last like four this or five years i mean years. we
1: we've played them in the last yeah they've been bad for a good if we include this year four years now where they should realistically be down there, you know, they should be down in the championship. And we're still not being able to get a result. Even with the Wobbe gone, I would still bet my arm and leg that they'll somehow pull something out of the bag against us. I hope I'm wrong and I hope we have a blinder, but they just, Sean Dyke seems to know what on earth he's, not even him, you could put any manager with that team. They could have, um, I don't know, same as Coleman up top and they'll probably somehow still do something with it, but... I'm going to go, it. I'm I'm going to go, my my head is telling me 1-0 Everton, bogey win. No, 2-1 Everton, <laughs> actually.
2: <laughs> I hope not. I need
1: to look 2, down. 2-1, 2-1 Everton, bogey <laughs> win. Um, luckily, well, Damari oh, Gray seems like he's not going to be there. I, I'm pretty sure he's left. No,
2: yeah. uh, Damari Gray, is, he's, gone. he's gone to join Gerrard. Yeah, he's, yeah.
1: he's, he's gone, yeah. Luckily, he can't do what he did last year because that would really send me somewhere else um can't have that happening again 93rd but yeah i i think we'll win i'm going to say 3-1 actually i'm going to go for a, you United. Know, i think we will win this time but there's a part of me that really really just keeps thinking about the last few results about there like losing 1-0 was the worst actually which was last year not the the marie gray was the season before last year was, was the it? worst yeah, last year oh, was one man. we lost one nil, Sean Dyke. It was absolutely horrible. I'm pretty <laughs> sure um, I'm pretty sure Tarkowski scored. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Out of yeah. all people, first uh, <laughs> I mean, when you score. when you let him score against you, you know it's really going on. You know? myself <laughs> uh, be-
0: Before I let you go uh, on this one, Luke, I just got a, a couple lineup questions for you, Dan, uh, Ashley L. Asking the question that all of us that have Gabrielle in our FPL teams is wondering is is he going to get back into the team? And with Party out, who plays it right back?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so for me, it would be Zinchenko left, um, Gabrielle and Saliba in the middle white at right back? I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. I'd be genuinely a little bit, I don't know. Is there
0: is there something I'd there? Be a bit confused Gabriel?
1: as to why you wouldn't do that. Use the best tools that you've got. I say, yeah. and how can you not use him when you've got two defenders injured? uh Yeah, I'm still a bit annoyed about the fact that we let go of Tierney. To be honest, it made no sense with the injury of Timber, um, but he's. He seems happy out there. You know, he did an interview yesterday in Spain saying that he's really delighted. So good luck to him. Um, but yeah, I I don't understand how he doesn't get in the back four. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's especially I now I, with I now with, with party now with party injured and he shouldn't even be playing right back anyway. Go back to basics. Unless Tommy Asu plays and he did look good on in international break, actually. So mm, I, I'm not gonna say yes or no. Because Tommy Yasu has looked good. He looked good for us coming off the bench and he looked good in International. So it's it's a tough one. I would say yes, but with Arteta, who knows? He might put I don't know, he could put Declan Rice at right back at this rate. So (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, uh, that that sounds like a Pep Guardiola acolyte
2: overthinking. He, this is there, it. Man. He's trying to. sounds too... like Brendan Rodgers. This, this is, is it. Oh. He's trying. He's
1: trying too hard to be to be like. He's trying too much. I think. Look, you done well last season, but do not mess with it. Just stick to what you know, and then maybe he's on this Brendan
0: Rodgers arc. That's, oh, yeah. these, these That's mean. Them. That's mean. Nobody, nobody <laughs> deserves that sort of slander. How do you see this one going? Coming at it with red tinted glasses, you got to be expecting an easy Arsenal win, right? Like Arsenal, they, they seem like they're purring, and the Ev are
2: sputtering. Uh, to be honest, uh, it's it's all a sort sort of, sort of wig on, because I know that Everton have had a poor start to the season. But when you looked at the Wolves game and the Fulham game, they should have won the game or at least picked up a point. It was only because of basically two keepers having the games of their careers stopped Everton from scoring. And obviously they got sucker punched with, with I think, two late goals. So if you're looking at that, they created a lot of chances. They've just got no one to finish it in the back of the net because Calvert-Lewin's out and they've bought some Portuguese guy that I don't know if he's any good or not. So... Um, so, I think they they will create chances. I just don't think they're going to finish them. Um, or, or with Arsenal, it's going to be very interested who's going to start in goal. Because I've got a feeling Ramsdale, you had your time. You've done well, David Raya. You're in now. And I think he's going to stay in um, because I think there was some inklings the international goal. break that uh, the Arsenal people at Arsenal are, are really liking him in training, the distribution. And um, it's not like it, it, it's a keeper that Arteta's wanted before but couldn't get him from Brentford. So I can see him coming coming in. And that's going to be one of the big calls this week is how David Raya is going to play against Everton. Um, it's, it's a weird one. Like I know I was joking with, with the Brendan <laughs> Rodgers arc. And I do believe that the way he's trying to play Havertz, he's dying on the Havertz hill. I swear, Rodgers did the same thing the season after we finished. um, When we finished runners up, I swear he was like wedded to like one player that he had to play one player, and that sort of became his downfall when the whole system just fell apart because he was trying to die on a certain hill. And if 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 Arteta doesn't figure it out quick, and he persists with this Havertz, he's got to play Havertz in that left eight role, and it crumbles. And Arsenal don't. Push on, progress, get closer to City, and if they have a poor Champions League run, because I, I think I joke, I think I jokingly said on a pre-recorded video that's likely never going to see the light of the day again, um, is that that if he doesn't get out of the group and have a poor Premier League season, his heads on the chopping block, because yeah, oh yeah, he'll be gone because he has spent how much money has he spent? He spent more than Klopp at Liverpool. I swear he spent. A, a decent chunk of change. And so this be...
1: this this year alone, he spent two hundred million easily because Rice was one hundred, Havertz yeah. was sixty five, Timber was forty. So there's yeah. two hundred there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then last year, I'm pretty sure he spent two hundred as well. Almost. Plus, his impact. biggest issues gonna be. I think Saka said he played with an Achilles injury
2: back half mm. of of the season, and I'm like. Ah, you're really going to regret not getting a winger to sort of ease the burden. Yeah, hundred percent. I think
1: I think getting rid of Pepe was the worst decision ever. Because um, once he... his Achilles
2: snaps, because I because yeah. I've got a re- because I really like Saka as a player. This is not pushing injury on anybody, but if he is not if his minutes are not managed properly, and he's already struggling with his Achilles, one snap and that's him. That's him finitoed. Like you could even see, like he looks shattered. I think he's played like 83 consecutive Premier League games for Arsenal, or started 83 consecutive Premier League games. And pretty much since he came in under Unai Emery, he's sort of been a mainstay ever since. He's never really got rested. And the fact is that Arsenal's hopes and, of doing stuff this season is rested on his shoulders. And he's already come out said back end of the season when. When, when the team needed me, I'm carrying an injury and the manager still doesn't want to rest him because he doesn't trust anyone else, then that's a big issue. That That's the hill that I think he's going to die on by saying, yeah, Saka's playing every minute. If he can run, he's in. Doesn't matter how badly he can run. If he can run, he's in because he trusts him. So that's going to be the one thing that he's going to need to sort out. But with regards to the game, I don't want Everton to win because I want them to go down. I don't want yeah. Arsenal to win because it's funny when they don't win. So I'm, I'm hoping for a draw. A draw is good enough for me. It's a point for either side. No one gets what they really want. So a draw is what I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> That's, I, I I think you're both, I mean, Dan, you've obviously got the, the, the boogeyman curse feel about a way to Everton and, Luke is just throwing out insane calls with David <laughs> Raya coming in for Ramsdale. Which yeah, that, I, hadn't just, uh, I, hadn't I think, that, I, I th- think that will
1: happen, but yeah. I don't think it'll be. I think when Champions League comes into the play, uh, we play PSV next week, actually, in fact, on the 20th. Yeah. Um, I think that will be when David Raya gets his light. And if he performs, then, yeah, there's going to be an argument as to, you know, why fix what isn't broken. Um, yeah, I, because Ramsdale was not doing himself. There. There is, he, there is huge concern in Ramsdale at the moment. Oh, um, he
0: has, he has I been don't himself, think though, a, Dan. This I don't is the guy think, that got relegated think, three years in a row.
1: I don't think he's, he's, he's been as bad as people made out, but he's not looking like, the competition. I think did. he thrives off competition. And at the moment, he's not really got the competition yet because Raya's has not stepped into yeah. his light. As soon as Raya yeah. starts you know, playing, I think Ramsdale will be like, right, I've got to get my ass in gear now. Head switched on, and yeah, oh, hopefully we'll see the. the I do Ramsdale think Ramsdale's is going to be holding the bench.
2: Um, like, I think, I think I've just got a feeling with him because he wants to be the number one. I feel that once he comes out of the team, I can't really see him getting back in. And it'll be the end of the season, and he'll probably go. Uh, do I stick around to try and challenge when he probably knows he can't do the things technically? on the ball which is ironic because i think as soon as that article came out saying that ryan may get a uh, look in i said there was a clip for Ingl- in england training where he just picks the ball out at the end does some crazy skill and i'm like mm, i don't think that's what it means by your distribution because you can do a fancy little trick
1: yeah um so yeah he, need- yeah, he needs yeah. The- he needs the competition i think raya stepping in will be good for him personally
0: yeah it's i i just think that rye is a better keeper i mean Antipo <laughs> with a good comment here it says ramsdale is the english mignolet who makes easy saves look hard and then kicks goal kicks out uh, for an opposition but loads of keepers
1: do loads of keepers do that though did we see the pickford save against sheffield united oh yeah. everyone, everyone made out as if it was outrageous are... when he actually he actually made up for a mistake yeah. that he made previously they are brothers yeah, I'm Ramsdale and Pickford are they're
0: the they're the sides of the same coin. Like it's yeah. it's a difference between those keepers and I mean, obviously we're biased here being Liverpool fans, but Allison is so far ahead of both. Yeah, I actually Larry give Pickford
2: Rhett. credit. I would actually give Pickford a little bit of credit, a little bit. Don't but do when it. When Everton needed him to stay up, needed him to pull out performances, he he was there to keep Everton in the league, and it was arguably without him everton would have gone down if he basically performed like a champions league level goalkeeper towards the back end of the season that kept everton in the league because without him everton would have gone down like yeah. down
0: to me to me i think the only thing that arsenal have to worry about in this game is either pickford having one of those games like you're talking about where he's just absolutely inspired and nothing can get by his tiny tiny arms and the new guy they the new guy they brought in beto i think he could he yeah, he's dangerous. I think
1: we won't, we won't know what to do about him. That's the problem. That would be the yeah. that would be the scare. It's a bit like what happened with um when we played I think it was Forest. I'm pretty sure it was Forest. First yeah. First game of the year? Pla- yeah, yeah, first game of the season. Alanga mm-hmm. came on and we just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh because we haven't really played against him that much. So it was kind of like and we were knackered. He came on like I think it was like 60th minute or something like that and we just did not know what to make of him and he caused so many problems and he was quick uh and Beto it looks strong and quick which is really not what you want in someone that plays at that level so he will be a threat for sure um yeah if we play Gabriel and Saliba like we're meant to then we shouldn't have an issue
0: no it's uh, I I think this is a good this is a good opportunity for William Saliba to show his credentials because I know a Mm. lot of people in our LFC day trippers community, really, really rate him highly. He is a hell of a center half that you guys have and locked down on a long-term contract as well. This is the sort of game where you step up and you you shut that opposition striker down and you make sure that he doesn't get those chances that he needs. So there's going to be, like, he's a big, like, Beto is big. He's strong. He's good in the air. He's got a bit of a header on him. Like, I watched, who did they play in the League Cup? Doncaster or somebody terrible like that. And he had one header that was like it rocketed off of that guy's head. So he's he's going to be dangerous there. But I I see this being so routine. Like I'm really really feeling confident on your behalf, Dan. I think this is going to be a three or a four nil Arsenal job. Just because I I think Everton are in serious trouble. And if they're going to stay up, it's going to be against the other garbage teams, not against the top teams.
1: Mm. Hopefully, I mean the the one thing we got the one thing I'll say as well before we go into the other games is we've got to make the most on on the wing because they have terrible fullbacks and Saka and Martinelli can thrive at that. Um, yeah, you know they can cut in and do well and cause problems. So the one thing that we haven't done enough when we play Everton and they've never really had the fullbacks that you look at ever since they lost you know Lucas Digne and stuff like that. They've never had someone where you can look at and think, oh. You know, that's a challenge. That's going to be an interesting um one against one. Saka and Martinelli all day should be winning those battles. So hopefully yeah. we, we take advantage of that. And if Jesus is playing, even in the middle, they're not fully strong. So yeah, hopefully. I am confident, yeah. but I can't be a little bit optimistic considering <laughs> past events.
0: Yeah, it's, it's completely, completely understandable. But around here, we always like piling on the Ev. So shifting focus from the blue half of Merseyside to the successful half of Merseyside. Liverpool, we have the dreaded 12.30 Saturday kickoff. Or for us over here on the east coast of the North American continent, 7.30 in the morning. So uh, real commiserations for anybody out on the west coast where this match starts at 4.30 in the morning. because. Those are the days where you really earn your stripes being a Liverpool fan, getting up for those 4.30 in the morning kickoffs. But we head to Wolverhampton to play Wolves. Didn't do so well the last time we were there. We lost 3-0 in the league in one of many, many low points of last season, which was best be forgotten about. But one of the good things, uh, Joey Daly here with a comment from a while ago on the show that I've saved, he says, looks like Eboo is back and ready to rock for Saturday. So, Luke, that's a big boost for us because it's pretty much locked in that Trent won't be available. Am I right?
2: Yeah, I think I think Paul Joyce said that he's that he's out for this weekend. Um, yeah, so I can imagine the back four will be Gomez, right back, Robertson, left back, Matip, Canate at the back. I can't see Kwanza. Uh, is it Kwanza starting? I can't see him starting at all. Maybe he'll come on um maybe during the second half but for me that's the back four Uh, i would expect allison to start i know that um i think are brazil playing tonight are are brazil playing tonight
0: No, i'm sure they're done aren't they
2: because i think with the south american lads i think they're back like 70 hours before for for the game
0: yeah, so Brazil. I Brazil can't... played on Brazil played on Tuesday, and that was. The oh, last Brazil played on Tuesday. I don't no. think
2: he played on Tuesday, actually, Alison. So I think he'll definitely start. I think McAllister will be on the bench. I think Diaz will be on the bench as well because of in their international duties, especially McAllister played in high altitude against Bolivia. There's No way that he is going to start sat- uh, Saturday at Wolves. So. Some, I wouldn't say massive injury concerns. It's just some slight issues. Van Dijk is still out. Um, are awful, awful twelve thirty streak. No wins last season. Um, and it's another big test because away from home, especially last season, we were very poor <clears throat> away from home. Too easy. You could literally run through the midfield like a hot knife running through butter. So, I think if we have a good Quick start. I think if we score early, score first, just like we did against Villa at home. Sort of kill the crowd. Should be fingers crossed, Touchwood, it should be a routine win. Another clean sheet would be great. So it yes. sort of dispel the myth that Liverpool are super leaky at, at the back. Um be be a cool little narrative to run if you keep another clean sheet without Virgil van Dijk. It'd be a little funny one. So oh, yeah. maybe you're better without him. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Easy now. Easy now. Hey, you know, people will run that if we keep a clean sheet without Van Dyke. They'll be like, "Hmm, maybe Virgil is the problem. No, you're gonna these,
0: get but... clipped up. You you brought all the hot takes on a Thursday night, coming <laughs> off of an international break. <laughs> here, better without Virgil. Arteta sacked by Christmas. It's no, at...
2: whoa, 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 whoa. I did not say Arteta sacked by Christmas. I said. Well, I, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna take what you said and exaggerate it. You know, we're we're uh,
1: doing I, this for I'm I'm just sitting there reading that comment about Europa League, <laughs> licking my lips while well, you talk about Arteta being sacked by Christmas. I'm just reading yeah, someone say Europa League season. <laughs> there it yeah. is.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, th- given the fact We've that been we there, had, boys. Uh, Thursday
1: night football, I've been there. Don't worry. Don't miss yeah,
0: it. I- I despise the Thursday Sunday thing. Just see, i see you, see you in January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I come on, let's let's be honest. There's, I don't think there's any way Arsenal don't get out of a group. We're basically PS... playing it
1: anyway. If you look at our group, we're basically there. We? Yeah,
0: yeah P- PSV, Lons, and Sevilla. I mean, Sevilla are the kings of the Europa League, so that is very much a Europa League group that you guys got. So I don't think we'll be seeing Arsenal in the Europa oh, League this year. Uh but I mean. The change at the back, to me, is the big question going into it because I'm already having to think about, you know, lineups that we're going to play and how we're going to play in those formations, not having Trent there. To me, the three-box-three formation, and, you know, Dan, you'll know about this because you guys like to play with the inverted fullback as well, too, and it's built around Trent, and with Trent not there, it's hard to see Joe Gomez doing that, and in the preseason when Trent wasn't playing and Simicast was in, he was doing the inverted from the left side, but we've never seen Robertson dropping Ooh. into midfield. So it's a, to me, it's a real big question mark over, do we see that three box, three formation at all? Or do we just go with the stock standard four, three, three formation and work out from there? And I mean, I guess really only time will tell hopefully, and this is for red Steve that this is the week that Joe Gomez breaks his duck and gets his first ever Liverpool goal. Cause it has to happen eventually. I mean, He's our longest-serving player. He's been there longer than anybody else in the squad, and he still has never scored a goal for Liverpool. Dan, how have uh, how have you taken as an Arsenal fan Liverpool season? Because I mean, there's there's no there's no skirting around the issue. We were bad last year. I mean, somebody in the comments here, uh, yeah, it's a while ago, said that like, our away form was effectively relegation form last year. You know. We lost some what you would call absolute banker games. Away to Forest, we lost. Away to Bournemouth, we lost.
1: This he year, you still he still managed to beat us. Not away, but at home.
2: Yeah. Um, no, no,
1: no. We drew. Sure oh no, two, two two two. Yeah, actually, we yeah. should have won. We should have won. Actually, that was. Oh no, no, no come We should have won. Remember. We should have yeah, won. Is that the
0: game us. where the offside lines weren't? Yeah, available that was
1: they it. Didn't have where right we celebrate. That was when VAR had like started and we started celebrating a goal and then it got disallowed oh that old chestnut yeah that old, chestnut, that old chestnut. That was it. um but no yeah in terms of liverpool look you've got good depth um i think you've had yeah like many other teams last season one of the reasons why don't get me wrong arsenal played great last season but liverpool were one of the teams which didn't play as well due to you know bad form inconsistency in lineups injuries um you weren't the only ones, but you had things not fall in your in your favour. Van Dyke, huge fall. You know, I've never known such a decline in a player uh, in my life. Interview. Like if you look at Prime Van Dyke, he gets in a lot of people's all-time Premier Leagues and stuff like that. But now people are talking about other players ahead of him in your in your current in your current squad. Uh, I personally think Matic in certain seasons, has been better than him, if you look on form. Uh, Canate, you know, you're looking at how important he is. We're not even talking about Van Dijk anymore. I think stuff like that is where it went wrong, is that you didn't really have someone you could rely on at the back, which is key. Trent is so, so imperative for your squad. And, And obviously he's out this weekend, but I feel like he's one of them. He's like the glue. If you take him out, a lot can go wrong. Um, but luckily you've got other things to fall on. You know, you've got the front three, I I never worry about that. Like Nunes being injured, I don't think that's going to be an issue for you whatsoever because you've got the likes of Gakpo, Diaz, uh, Jota. Jota. Jotta and, and I think Jota's is incredible. I generally think he's the one player out of Liverpool. I am not saying he's the best, but he's the one player I would take out of Liverpool squad right now if I could. I just think he's still got a lot to show and he's always not standing, in- huh? Not silent Nah, he'll be gone in a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> straight, straight swap for Excuse Saka. He'll <laughs> <Yeah. Straight swap. laughs> it, be gone. He'll be um. He'll be chasing Henderson down the uh the money the money road. No, I'm joking. No, but I, I'm joking of joking. But I, I, I mean, that's I,
0: that's the opinion of a lot of Liverpool fans. So that's not yeah, even a crazy. Thing. Like,
1: I I think Jota's. I think Jota's very um. You know, he's young still, and he just he can score goals. He's prolific. He's good at cutting inside, and he's good at playing in the middle as well. So he's got it all. I think your midfield has been a problem. I'm yet to see how good it is, but zoboslai looks like a freaking phenomenal mm. signing. He's. I saw a, a, a video me. of. I saw a video of a pass from him in international That's break.
0: Insane! It's the it's most like insane pass I've
1: seen in in a long time. Like it doesn't even look like he's trying with it either. He's just just looks like he's passing it to a mate down the field and it's like you're playing that you're doing that in a professional game for god's sake but yeah if that can all come together i think you'll be all right you've got the the, the attackers sorted the midfield you've no one can say anything about that yet too early too soon mm. uh you know you've got three new signings there you can't really look at it and be like yeah that's gonna work because you don't know don't know much about endo that's i'm cool. not gonna sit i don't i'm not gonna sit cool. here and say i've watched Endo endo every week because luckily i have a family i have a life and i've got better things to do but, you didn't. Um, you didn't
0: watch him and Tommy Asu uh, bring
2: down
1: nope. the, <laughs> hey, do the Hansi flick, Andrew. era? No, nope. <laughs> no, nope, it didn't happen. Um, it did not happen once, funny enough. But yeah, Zobazai, I know a lot about. He's a great player, uh, and McAllister, obviously, we all know he can be. You know, one of the best things since sliced bread. You know, he's a World Cup winner. Uh, he looked good at Brighton. So God knows what he can do at Liverpool. And we're still yet to see what's come. I, I feel like he's not really adapted yet in the Liverpool squad. He's become more defensive than what he's used to playing. Uh, but I think there's going to be more to come from him. As for Saturday afternoon, well, Saturday lunchtime. No one likes a 1230 kickoff. I hate Wolves. I, I if Everton, <laughs> Luton, and Sheffield United don't go down, I hope Luke's, I hope Wolves is one of them. Awesome they what? are a horrific boring team. They don't score a lot, but they don't they concede don't. a lot either. It's just annoying. Like the I've never I don't think there's been one game I've watched of Wolves. Even when they've won like four nil, it's still somehow absolutely abysmal. Like it's just awful to watch. They've just never been an exciting team to play. Oh, good yeah, and your hot takes. Jeez,
0: you're you're forgetting. It. You're forgetting about the glory days of that Wolves squad. Before I don't. Raul. I don't blame Wolves that though. Is, they've oh. never
1: had. They've never had consistency. Their managers. They're always swapping. You know, their their strikers. God knows how many strikers they've had in their last two years. They've gone from oh, Raul yeah. Jimenez to Diego Costa. I don't even know who's up top for him now. <laughs> um, oh, Mattes uh, Cunha, Cunha, or whatever his name is. They've oh, got
0: Kaladzic, they've got Fabio Silva, who has absolutely... Silva's good, but he's he's still he young. And he's still
1: he... No, but he, he's got potential, but so many players have been brought in ahead of him, and then gone out again, and he's still not getting in. So it's like, where does he fit? I don't think they know what to do. Pregeneto, massive injury to him, let him down. Oh, I saw someone put earlier that he's good, but... He was I remember people were putting him in conversations with ridiculous players one see I can't remember what season it was. Um but they were putting like he looked phenomenal. I think he was even linked with you guys at Liverpool. Oh and, yeah. And, yeah. and and I was like, okay, he I've looks been good. taking him as well. Yeah, been like been he looked them. good that season, but the injury really changed him. They've just yeah. never had good good luck. Um I think you'll be fine. I think it'll be a good three one win. Uh, Wolves just haven't got enough. They've looked good, like they looked good against Man United. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah,
0: it's exactly the same
1: Nunez um, has Martin gone to a City now.
0: Exactly
1: that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah they, that their midfield—they've lost Neves, they've lost Nunez. I feel like I feel a little bit like how I felt with Brighton sometimes. How do you like with Brighton? I, I mean, at the moment, I'm swallowing my words with Brighton because I said, how do you lose Seseiro and McAllister in one summer and get away with it? You know, you got to. You've got to meet consequences. It's called cool. great with, new, with Wolves. I think they will. You can't get rid of Nevers, who has been phenomenal for them. I'm not saying great as in one of the best players, but for them yeah, particularly, he's been so influential. And then lose Nunes as well. And Matinho, you know, Matinho was like he, he was a bit like a um, I'm trying to think of a player, but he just he got the goals and assists. That's all he needed to do realistically because no one else was doing it. So he'd provide that set pieces and stuff like that. It was important. And you can't lose that whole midfield and then just somehow survive. Uh, and and like you say, there's not really someone you look at where you think they've brought in that's going to do the jobs that any three of them have done. So, yeah, 3-1 Liverpool. Um, Salah. And I actually, I'd probably go Gakpo. And then probably a goal from a set piece, one of your defenders, Canate, potentially. Yeah,
0: Joe Gomez. I like the sound <laughs> of that. I you, like you sound, sound like
1: um, you sound like I watched the Newcastle documentary the other week when Sean Longstaff got his first goal. It sounds like that all over again. Just some random goal out of nowhere. And but Timmy yeah, com- Timmy from South Park
0: win. is who that is. Sean Longstaff. Uh, Tom Bowling here he says, Wolves's mojo was slowed over that penal call. And I completely agree because. I mean, especially with Lapotegi leaving his post, you know, like three days before the season started, like it looked like Wolves were just in an absolute state. And that first week game against Manchester United, they looked so good. They were absolutely robbed by the referee. Like they, that was a stonewall pen. Onana just absolutely flying Superman, punching Kaladzic and somehow not giving up a penalty. And it really seems like that's changed because like, that team that played against Manchester United. Now, granted, Matias Nunes was in the middle of the park for them that day and was looking like a fifty million pound player, and they didn't get the points. And then since then, they've really tailed off. So, like, I don't know about you, Luke, but I'm I'm feeling somewhat confident about getting through this game fairly easy. Vesa Flowers here. He says I'm optimistic that Wolves can be swatted aside with insouciance if we get in the lead and we sh- and we should finish them off, no problems. It feels like everybody in the comments are feeling very, very confident about uh, getting a result. I presume you're the same, way. Nice little clean sheet. Nice 5 nil or something.
2: Yeah, hey, I'm just hoping for the three points. So for the three points, score early, like really shake off the demons from the last time we played. I think we went 1-0 down in like five minutes to like a Craig Dawson volley. So if we
1: <laughs> score in five minutes, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah exactly. we, were, so, we were we were
0: we yeah. were we were down two goals in the first I think twelve minutes.
1: big doors and volley I never want to hear them words in the same sentence hey, Gary O'Neill does hold a win over Jurgen Klopp.
2: So yeah, at yeah, month away. Yeah, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say that like, I'm super confident that we're gonna pick up the three points, but I'm just thinking that we will get the job done. Um I'm really interested to see how much how many minutes Ryan Gravenberch gets because Obviously, he didn't go away with the under-21s. Spent two weeks training, so hopefully
1: he'll, he'll see he some signed minutes. signed him. Oh, yeah. yeah so well, I actually it. forgot you signed him. But just, I haven't seen him yet, obviously. So, bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah so I, I mean, I I... he'll get some minutes.
0: I'm a big fan of Graven Birch angering the Dutch national setup. Like, he came in, officially was signed. The paperwork was all done. Media stuff was all done on deadline day. And then he was called up for the under 21 Dutch squad and he pulled himself out and he said, no, like I'm moving to a new country. I want to go get settled at Liverpool. And because he's got a career to rebuild. I mean, this is a guy that was super promising coming from Ajax. He went to Bayern Munich for an absolute snip. I think they got him for less than 20 million euros or something like that. Like that was a steal that Bayern got and he just completely stalled out at Bayern. So. There's a lot of pressure on him, kind of in the same sort of boat as Jaden Sancho without the massive price tag, humongous wage bill and manager that's willing to throw him under the bus at any given opportunity and possible mental health issues. Yeah, or any of those things. So, like, I was really happy that, yeah, I mean, Ronald Koeman coming out being like, oh, this isn't good. And it was like, are you kidding me, Ron?" Like, he was at the under 21 euros all summer with the U21 Dutch team Gravenberch was so you can't say that he's turned his back on the national team like have a little bit of compassion so uh, i can understand though Dan why you forgot about it because there was a little bit of flurry of activity on transfer deadline day mostly from nottingham forest signing i think 47 players on deadline day but i doubt but, he'll get the start i'm i'm presuming we'll I think see he'll probably, get some bench minutes yeah it's i think he's going to come on at some point probably late you know second half he, he probably knows he's
1: going to be a bench player this season anyway so it's kind of like just i think uh, does the Europa League start next week?
0: It does Thursday. So Thursday. Thursday. Him
2: to get some minutes, and then I, I'd ex- probably expect him to start on Thursday. Yeah, I'd get is it LA-esque? Yeah, LA-esque. Last, last yeah, the LASC? Yeah, last out of uh, the, the group
1: you got in Europa League. I'd expect like oh, okay. yeah a B team for that at least. Yeah, uh, I'm expecting like of... Salavan Thing Dijk's is, your
2: B your B team your is
1: your B team could at this rate with no injuries, be the equivalent to a, a first team for, I don't know, a Villa or some, something like that. So if you yeah, if, you, if you have no injuries, in the that's the big question, if you have no injuries.
0: Yeah, especially in attack and in midfield. At, when you get to the back, I mean, apparently we've got some sort of curse at right back because Trent is currently injured, Trent's backup is currently injured, and Trent's other backup went on loan to PNE, and is so injured that they've just sent him back so that he can rehab Ed. So we have three recognized all out right backs and they're all currently uh, injured at the moment. So defensively, our our squad is a little thin, hence why everybody was clamoring for a defensive signing before the window closed. But what's in the past is in the past. But like I, I really like the options that we have to rotate in the midfield. So I, I can see Endo starting in the six, Curtis Jones and Sabasly in front of them mm. on uh, mm. against Wolves. I don't think there's anything wrong with that harvey elliott almost certainly will start in the europa league i think graven will almost certainly start in the europa league i wouldn't be surprised to see jones play again in the europa league like so there's lots to change there and i mean in terms of attacking options up front i don't know dan if you're familiar at all with ben dope but that is our backup right winger yeah. and this kid two is of my electric. um two of my best
1: friends are liverpool fans and we've got a we 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 do a podcast ourselves sometimes. Um, but they're always like talking to me about him, and I, I've seen some stuff which looks promising. Yeah. Uh, but he's young exactly. for, for, for yeah. the age. Of, for the age he is, he looks very good. Um, very raw yeah. though. Very raw. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Actually, very raw. Um, yeah, we, he looks yeah. exciting. And and to be honest, it's something that you're probably going to need because you know when the day comes where you lose a certain player. Which is going to happen at some point because I know I'm not just talking because of the rumors, I'm talking mainly due to the fact of his age. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that time's going to come, you're going to need a young upcoming star, and he looks like he could be it. So, I think you did some at Arsenal,
2: haven't you? Young upcoming star that we can just take off (laughs) you,
1: Sacco. It's not (laughs) happening.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I've heard worries about his Achilles nah. possibly snapping at any moment. Yeah, yeah, that's I've
1: seen, seen him a... give you Saliba, and that's not happening either. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I, I think I'd rather take Saliba because there's your Van Dyke replacement long-term right there. But, I mean, hey, that's pretty much it. There's no Friday game, so everybody has at least a full 24 hours to get their fantasy lineup set, and that's the last time I will remind anybody. You, I hope you've actually just
1: prepared. reminded me, to be fair. See? There you yeah, go. Yeah, this is what is. you
0: get for being a guest. But <laughs> other than that, I I hope everybody else forgets and uh, you know doesn't have a captain or feels an ineligible team or something along those lines. Just a quick heads up for the few people in the day trippers that are a part of our survivor pool. you got to get your picks in for this week. We lost one person already week one thursday night football starts here right away so let's go eagles beat those damn dirty vikings but it's just great to have Mm -hmm. the football back it's a proper schedule and now until what is it the second week of october i think is the next international break like we've got five six weeks of full speed you're talking midweek weekend midweek weekend the games are coming thick and fast this is it baby until we get to christmas when sport goes absolutely mental
1: Bring yes. on the Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Enjoy Thursdays. Come on. Yes,
0: yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. It's...
1: I had to say it. I'm sorry. I'm not used to saying it. Yes,
0: hey, hey, get your shots in. I'm surprised. I haven't seen Arsenal for Life is usually in the chat. So I'm wondering if Dan is actually Arsenal for Life, who pops into our chats pretty uh, pretty regularly. But hey, if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd be pointing out that we're yeah, playing on I, I know for and a Wednesdays. fact you
1: would be. So, you know, it is Yes. What it is.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, hey. Going into the weekend, I'm I'm pulling for Arsenal because I'm never going to cheer for Everton to win a game, and I think you're going to run out of steam again anyways, and it's no big deal. I'm buddy. pulling for a draw. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I either know. way. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you've got a blue hat and a red hat at the same time. So, whoa, uh, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I mean, it oh, sounds I
0: like, like you're, you're, you're hoping that Everton pick up points against top teams. Nope, That's no, the sort no, of no. Stuff
2: I'm hoping but... for just a draw and then they lose the rest because mm. oh, I don't want Arsenal <laughs> winning. I don't want Everton winning. So, so a draw is good enough for me.
0: All right. All right. No one wins. So, I think that's good enough for this Thursday show. We're going to be back next week on Thursday, looking back at another weekend of Premier League action, where the PGMOL somehow finds another way of completely misinterpreting the rules and misusing the technology of VAR, and we can have a nice big chit-chat about that. But in the meantime, Den, uh, you got some place where the people can uh, check you out and uh,
1: Yeah, you? so I'm just on Twitter uh, talking my usual stuff. At the moment, not ranting about Arsenal, but yeah, I'm sure soon to come. Hopefully Sunday afternoon, that won't be it. But you can find me at den underscore AFC. Uh, Thank you for having me on. Always a pleasure to be on here. Uh, Nice to meet you and good to see you again, Luke. Uh, Always good good with you boys. To be honest, I don't really do this stuff much anymore, but whenever you guys come knocking, it's always a pleasure. I'm never going to turn it down. So, But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to football being back. It's going to be a good weekend, I think. Hopefully. I just, I'm a bit gutted. I've got to wait till Sunday afternoon to see how good it is. But, yeah, hopefully you boys start off nice. I'm going to watch my local Stevenage on Saturday afternoons. That would be a nice little lift. Um, So, yeah, I'll be in the pub watching the 12.30 kickoff, which is you lot, and then go and see some League One football, which we're top of at the moment, so but yeah and that's why you don't get
0: to watch the three o'clock games because you're doing the right thing you're going and supporting (laughs) your your local team down the pyramid so too good to
1: be kind yeah that's it (laughs) there you
0: go the proof's in the pudding well hey it was absolutely a pleasure meeting you you were a fantastic guest and for one weekend only i'm pulling for you come on the arsenal just absolutely put the boots (laughs) to everton as the more more brutal you can make the beating on them, the absolute better for me. And then we can all hope that West Ham United does both of our clubs a favor and take some points off of the dreaded Manchester City. Uh, Luke, what about you? You got anything uh, different going on with the fight games and stuff like that this weekend? I'm sure there's got to be, what, 15 UFC pay-per-views this weekend? <laughs>
2: no, no. There's one UFC event, which is at Shevchenko versus Grasso 2. Provided my internet holds out, I might do a watch along for it, but if not, then... I'm sort of at the mercy of whether or not my internet wants to play ball. So I'm sort of in limbo until I can get it sorted. So So what is that, Andre
0: against Fabio? Uh,
2: It's a Shevchenko versus Grasso for the flyweight title rematch, which is this Sunday. It's not a pay-per-view. It's like a fight night for Mexico, uh, Mexican Independence Day just so two a...
0: old footballers out there fighting each other andre shevchenko and i think there was a fabio grasso wasn't there there was definitely some <laughs> italian named grasso at some point. so <laughs> uh it's good there's there's always more of dudes punching each other in the face in a chain there you go. Well, hopefully it's all good. I mean, hey, I like your bright green surroundings. That's absolutely, that's much better than a fancy living room with the grand piano behind you. So I hope you, and your internet was absolutely flawless today. I'm on, on the data today. Of the
2: I'm on the 4G.
0: I know. You're going to have a hell of a phone bill at the end of the month after this show. But uh, oh, that's God. enough for us. Again, thank you for joining us. Please hit the like button if you're watching us live. I imagine you've already done that by now if you could be asked to do it. If you're listening to us on the download afterwards or checking us out on YouTube afterwards, hit the like button. Give us a rating. Share it amongst your friends. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. If you like hilarious Irishmen telling crazy stories, I highly recommend you go back and check out this past Monday's pod where we celebrated 10 years of the day trippers with – I think Gav managed to scrounge up about 15 different guests. And I mean, I thought Gav was going to die from laughter. He was laughing so hard because, my God, there's some fantastic storytellers in this day trippers community. Uh, and then if you want to see me get attacked by a cat, there's always that available on a full time Reds after Liverpool 2 Man- uh, Real Madrid 5. But the most important thing. Check out our charity partners. The Dublin City Marathon is coming up right away. So the 12 Dublin GAA playing women that are running the Dublin City Marathon to raise money for breast cancer awareness. Their time of reckoning is coming right around the corner. They've been training for almost a year now, and raising money for almost a year. and We're getting close to their fundraising target. So if you can help us out donating for that, that would be fantastic. Share it into your social media accounts would be even better. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Thank you very much to Dan. Thank you very much to Luke. We'll see you guys around. Thanks for joining us. Adios. Hit that button too quick. Sports Social Podcast Network.